0: today I'm with the fiddler Rua McMillan. Rua won the BBC Radio Scotland Young Traditional Musician Award in 2009 and is currently touring the world with Blazing Fiddles. If you enjoy these podcasts please support my patron at patreon.com forward slash Simon Tumir. Hi Rua, it's brilliant to chat to you. Hi Simon. You're just back from a, a... Fabulous blazing fiddles tour.
1: That's right. Yeah, we just um, we just got back at the start of uh, March after a, a lovely run of dates down in um, down in England. Uh, we had an absolutely fantastic time. You are doing great with
0: the band, actually, because you. I mean, you also had a great tour. Uh, was it October last year?
1: November. Yeah, we did a twelve date run um, through Scotland, England, and Wales um, in November, which was absolutely absolutely wild. And then, of course,
0: with a, a fabulous wins at the Scots Chad Music Awards as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, not not only for the band and our um, uh, our music school being nominated, but also the amazing Jenna Reid um, taking home Composer of the Year was was absolutely fantastic. Yeah, um, a good night had by all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, with this podcast, I've been enjoying going back to the beginning of. Uh, fiddler's life and finding out about their teachers and now you're originally from Nairn who did you learn from
1: or where did you start? We had a um, in primary school um, with a a lovely guy um, from the instrumental music service come in and audition anybody uh, that wanted that wanted to learn and you know we'd never had any formal tuition before that point so I'd just come in we'd just come in from lunch and I was I was covered in mud and Everything else, I think, me playing uh, playing rugby or something, and um, he took one look at me, put me through the test, and went, "Son, you're you're never going to be a string player." So, to me, that that made me go home, take save up my pocket money, and go down to Balmain House, and hire a fiddle and a block of a block of six fiddle lessons, I think it was. And um, so, my my first tutor there was uh, Ian Hutchison. Uh, with with uh, a very young Mike Vass as as his uh, as his assistant, and um, and we, we we kind of went through the paces with that. And I, I'd always listened to traditional music in, in the car, and um, with my father. And that's really where the the kind of love of it grew. Um, and I did go back to um, to the instructor in school, a fantastic guy uh, by the name of Colin Warder. And I said, look, I'm just going to play you what I've learned in six weeks on the fiddle. And if you don't like it, that's fine. But if you like it, you've got to give me lessons. And I, I sort of scraped my way through um, Twinkle Twinkle and he took me on. And I, I stayed with him for um, for about three years in total before he moved back home uh, to Australia. And um, I was going to Balnein House in between uh sort of as at the same time as that and learning with with ian with alpha monroe uh bruce mcgregor um and um a whole host of uh workshops and things that that were put on there and that was that was really the beginning of the journey um we were lucky in balian house in that it, um it was the um uh, the home of highland music as it was and um, there were there were always workshops so if you you know alistair fraser richard wood came over from from Canada, and there was, there's all these, all these different, um, amazing fiddle players and musicians, uh, coming in. You could walk in any time of the day and there'd be a session happening and uh, that just ignited the fire, if you like.
0: Balnean House was amazing. I mean, because at first it was, when I first met it, it was run by William Crawford. Right. And, um, off Highland, Highlander Music, the distribution company. That's right. And then, uh, Caroline Hewitt took it on and who was just absolutely fabulous.
1: Indeed. It was just, it was such a, a special, special place, you know? And um, yeah, I remember the, the night it closed down and there was an, the, the, still, to this day, the best session I've ever been at. It went over all three floors and the cafe in the basement. And uh, at one point, Alistair Fraser had taken the, the session and then ate some real out from the, from the building onto the street outside. And uh, it was just wonderful. Absolutely, absolutely fantastic.
0: Oh, amazing. And so from there, then, you would have went straight to the Royal Scottish Conservatoire. I had
1: a, <laughs> I had a little detour, actually. I um, I went to uh, music school in Aberdeen for a few years, from um, my, my final three years of, of secondary school. And through that, I um, ended up getting lessons with Sharon Hassan, jean Ann Callender, and also... Um, uh, the amazing Angus Grant. Um, I used to go down and, and uh, spend the afternoon with Angus on Saturdays and um, we would sit and play tunes and he'd, he'd always have a, a bacon roll or a, a wee pot of soup on the go and um, it was always meant to be a one-hour lesson and we'd usually um, usually be there for four or five um, just playing tunes and, and getting his amazing knowledge and stories and, um, and crack all the time. It was just wonderful so... Um,
0: oh that's amazing so you, you must have loved it I mean you, you're
1: must you've been very driven absolutely it's I mean I think once you get bitten by the by the bug you know you you want to get as many tunes and as as much technique and and uh, exposure to style I think as you as you can and this was um, I'm showing my age now um you know things like um, YouTube and the, the internet and access to all this, uh, all the kind of global music, if you like, and styles w- wasn't quite there yet. So um, you know, you still did have to do the the pilgrimages up to Fort William or, um, you know, whatever it was you were
0: you were going for your. But they were good days, so weren't you? you? You weren't you you had to get off your backside to find out about things.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and. Um, you know, I still remember um, fondly my my Sony cassette recorder that was the size of a small suitcase that I would carry around with me everywhere and record all these um, amazing lessons. And I've still got a host of the cassettes and later um, um, mini-discs of, of all the, the lessons and workshops. And it's, it's great to go back and listen through even now, you know. Um, so just, yeah, absolutely fantastic. And then obviously from there, uh, moving up to Glasgow and to the... Uh, to the conservatoire under, um, the powerhouse that was Brian McNeil, um, when he was, at, when he was running the shop there, um, and I uh, taught by Pete Clark, um, Ian Fraser and Alistair McCulloch. Um, so yeah, they, they fairly ex- introduced me to, um, to a whole host of styles and to get so stuck into the, the kind of regional styles of Scottish fiddle playing just totally blew my mind. I was something I'd always been aware of having, Learned, you know, studies in Aberdeen, studied uh, with Angus, um, the West Coast style, and having grown up in the Highlands, um, you know, I was always already aware that there was this massive treasure trove of of idiom, if you like, and um, so to to spend four years delving into that and uh, the old collections and and recordings, latterly, and everything was just absolutely incredible.
0: Amazing, and then. In two thousand and nine, was that your third year? Two thousand uh,
1: two thousand and nine I just graduated. Um so I graduated two thousand and eight and had absolutely no idea what I was going to do with myself. Um so Ali McCullough suggested that I um, that I go in for the uh, for the young trad, um young traditional musician of the year, um, just <laughs> to keep me playing <laughs> and keep me practicing on something. <laughs>
0: That's mean And of course, uh, you won it. I did. <laughs> and, and of course, you also, in these days, you had your kind of red streak.
1: Not content with just having the red tassel on the fiddle. No, I did dye my hair red um, <laughs> as well as a few other colours. Um, <laughs> seemed like such a good idea at the
0: time. I know, it's great. I mean, uh, but... Uh, you were a great winner actually. Um uh, they're always great winners but, um, because then from that you went on to make Tyro with green tracks as well.
1: That's right, yeah, we'd um very, very lucky to work with um to work with Ian Green on uh on producing the album and uh, we recorded that up at Watercolor Studios with Nick Turner and uh again Brian McNeil at the in the producer's chair, which was absolutely amazing. Um and you know, from that, uh, myself uh, with my trio, Tia Files and Adam Brown, we uh, um, we gigged that uh, all over the world, and it was it was absolutely incredible. Some of the some of the opportunities I think that we that we had from that it was it was quite easy to kind of almost take them in your in your stride as you as you're going and and doing these uh, you know amazing festivals and um, traveling to, <laughs> to some really far-flung places. Um, and it was just just amazing and, and memories that we still talk about and still treasure now, you know. We're all um obviously kind of doing doing different things um at the moment and it's it's great to to kind of look back on those things fondly.
0: Well, yeah, definitely. And uh, and from there uh Blazing Fiddles came calling.
1: They did. Well I um, I remember sitting in the, the front row of their um their first ever gig. Or it was actually the warm-up to their first ever gig. And uh and just being amazed at the um, at the band, and um, they'll all quite happily tell you that I am the biggest fan of the band ever. And um, yeah, to to get the phone call was was absolutely amazing. So it's it's been a six years now in the six years in the on the on the go, and it's um, yeah, excellent. <laughs> uh, but and also a big part of your life is teaching. Yeah, um, something that I. I swore I would never do when I was a teenager and I kind of fell into it um, very much through Glasgow Fiddle Workshop, Glasgow Folk Music Workshop as it is now, Um, gave me my first job if you like um, not long after I moved to Glasgow and I just very soon it became almost addictive to have 60 minutes to work with, with a student or a group of students and to be able to take them on a journey through that, through your hour or through your lesson time, to be able to fix it, like identify and fix a problem that was gonna help their playing or teach them a tune or something that they didn't know at the start. And um, that really ignited my my passion for for sharing the, the, the knowledge that I have and uh, continue to learn myself as well. I think when you teach, you learn as much about your own playing as you do about your students. And that's, um, that's really fascinating to me. Like just the whole, the whole process is, is excellent. You know, it's really, really interesting.
0: Yeah. You've obviously got something though. Cause I, and a lot of people tell me how much they love your teaching. You've obviously, you care.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, traditional music has been my, um, you know, my life for 20 odd years now and, uh, and the rest, <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's such fun. And the, the camaraderie in it as well is um is absolutely fantastic um, socially whether that's um meeting up for for group lessons or in the i was going to say in the pub for a session but these days it seems to be on Skype and Zoom um, and you know the the online community and where you you know you can you can do a workshop in in the states or in canada and you know you make friends there and we go visit them and they visit you when they're over here. And it's, you know, that's, that's excellent. You don't get that in many other kind of career paths, if you like. So um being able to share that, that enthusiasm with, with a group of people is, is, it's an honor really. Yeah.
0: Well, I totally agree actually that for me, traditional music's all about sharing. It's, it's not about virtuosity or anything like that. It's about coming together. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And when you can, I always remember sitting down at my first session, and again, that was at the in the the underground of the basement cafe at, at Ballin House, and I just remember be, having an absolute deer in the headlights look at all these different people playing different instruments. and they were all playing the same thing, and you know there wasn't a, a sheet of music around or, or anything, and they were all having a really good time. And I just it, it was such a special feeling. I was pinging for days when I when I came home from that and I was like oh like you know how how have they done this and how they got all these tunes and um so being able to share that with other people and whether it's you know whether it's with with kids or with with adults that I've taken quite a few um well loads actually of um complete beginners and uh introduced them to the fiddle and and um kind of taught them through so that they can go and join in um with sessions at their own pace and uh, with like-minded people and people in a, of a similar kind of ability, and they just have such a great time, and it's so lovely to see, um, you know, other folk get that that kind of joy, I suppose.
0: Is there any certain tune that you like to teach?
1: I think one of my favourite tunes to teach is um, is the Gentle Milkmaid. Um, it's a wee, um, a wee highland, poor stabile reel, and uh, it just it sits so nicely under the fingers. It can... Um, um, it can work with absolutely any level, and you can you can really take it um, take it places. So I, I, that's one of my I think that's been one of the first tunes I ever kind of taught where I thought this is just great at all at all levels. You know, it's it's a really kind of enjoyable tune. <laughs>
0: that's amazing. And uh, so I mean, you've obviously done lots so far. Is, it, is there anything? What else is on your bucket
1: musical bucket list? <laughs> um, definitely album number two. <laughs> I think uh, I think 10 years between albums is probably about about long enough, so um, yeah working um, tentatively working towards that at the moment and uh, obviously with uh, with having a little bit more um, free time on the go, that should be making leaps and bounds <laughs> in the
0: next, year. so I will keep you posted, Simon. <laughs> Oh, that's amazing, actually. Well,
1: and, and of course, you're going to be
0: married soon as well.
1: Not quite as not quite as soon as we'd like, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but we were we were due we were due to get married in four weeks, but we we have um, put that back a wee bit for just now. But that's that's fine. <laughs>
0: Well, that's like plenty of work to be doing in the meantime. Well,
1: absolutely, absolutely. We've, um, Laura's teaching me, my, my partner's a, a fantastic um, classical violinist, so she's teaching me how to play in the dusty end of the fiddle and I'm teaching her how to play a stress bay properly. So we are <laughs> making the most of our isolation. <laughs>
0: that's fantastic. Well, thank
1: you very much. My pleasure, Simon.